Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Politics in the Pulpit, a lecturing-based preaching resource designed to ask the provocative question of whether or how politics should appear in our preaching this week. My name is Beth Alison Glenny, I'm the Baptist, I'm Baptist Minister and the Baptist Union's Public Issues Enabler. Each week I'm joined by a guest from a different place and space on the political or preaching landscape. And this week I'm very pleased to introduce the Reverend Dr Steve Holmes. He's head of the School of Divinity and principal of St Mary's College of the University of St Andrews. Um, arguably, I would say, Steve, the very, very best university that you could go to. I might be a little bit biased. <laughs> um, welcome. Uh, it's really great uh, to have you on today. Uh, thank you for coming. Um, it's Holy Week this week, and uh, we're going to be looking at the text for the principal service um, on Easter Sunday. And um, I always think that Easter, that Easter Sunday sermon is the one with the kind of the most pressure. Like, <laughs> really, really got to be able to preach the gospel. Um, and perhaps then it's, it's perhaps also the most controversial week for suggesting that maybe politics needs to be a part of that in some way or, or something that we're aware of as we're going in. So, um, I guess I wonder, Steve, why why have you agreed to to come on today, um, uh, and maybe kind of what what does politics in the pulpit mean for you? So um, I agreed to come on because this was the date you gave me, Beth, and I would do what you told me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, um, I, I I don't think I, I mean that human life is uh, inevitably political. If if our preaching's real, then it's going to be political. Um, and we can be deliberate about that or we can do it accidentally. Um, it seems to be far better to be deliberate and say whatever we say is going to have political consequences uh, somewhere along the line. And we need to actually think about what are those? How is this going to be heard um, in, in the context we're preaching into with the, the people and the issues they're facing? Saying what, whatever it is we say, it, it will resonate and we need to actually be aware of those resonances and and be responsible to them you know pause name them um address say um this could be heard like this and i'm aware that given what's going on you might hear it like this but that's not really what i mean um and so so even even as the alleluia's ring out on easter sunday we still need to remember those things i think mm. absolutely um are there a kind of any key social justice issues or news stories or anything that's kind of driving you at the moment that you're thinking like really fits feels like that's where your heart is at or your head is at at this point so we've just finished a fortnight focused on creation care in my own local church led by um our micro ministry team who lead us in justice issues and um that's been actually both quite powerful and in certain ways um slightly controversial with some members of the church so i've been thinking a, a certain amount about that it, it, it began with a, a sermon from a um a guest preacher who uh drew very close comparisons between the renewal of creation and the resurrection of jesus which um i think has to be right but some folks found that challenging um, and uh, we, we, we've talked a bit, bit about it since. Um, so I guess that's where um, my head's been in these sorts of areas for the last little while. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Yeah. 
Well, each week I um, I touch base with uh, my JPIC colleagues and just ask um, for anything that they kind of particularly want to draw attention to. And I think we're really just aware at the moment that this season is election season. That is very much true for you in Scotland, um, yes, but yes. also um, very much true for um, local elections here in the UK. And it's perhaps something that's kind of going to be not as a, on people's radars as usual because of all that is about kind of opening up after COVID and when we can get our hair cut and, and when we can hopefully finally see our friends in gardens again. Um, but I think um, there is there is something about kind of actually being aware that that these these are they might be small elections but they're very they can be very very significant um and that there are election resources available on the jpic website so i do a, a little shameless plug to our own resources and say if if you're kind of looking at how things and what that might look like and especially in this kind of covid season that there, there are resources there um especially churches often very important parts for the local community of kind of hosting some of those significant conversations so just draw your draw the draw attention to that in the kind of news world of this week. Um, so we've got some readings um, and, um, and we've um, we've already had like a pre-conversation to me about kind of which which one and I said I mean surely everybody's just going to be preaching on the gospel and you're like but look at Acts. So, <laughs> so we've got the principal readings for Easter Sunday and I'm aware that people have just lived Holy Week and if they've lived Holy Week with the um, with the with the lectionary then they may have heard John on Good Friday and the Passion readings, but mostly we've been kind of flitting in and out of Mark to John, John to Mark, Mark to John. We're back in John for, for Easter Sunday morning. Um, so we've got Acts 10, 34 to 43. We've got 1 Corinthians 15, and we've got the Gospel of John uh, 21 to 18. Um, and people have the option to use Mark instead if they want, but um, we've gone with John today. Um, so, Steve, is there anything, uh, a particular theme, a particular passage or something that has jumped out to you from these texts? I mean, as you said earlier, it's um, it's Easter Sunday. You, you've got to preach resurrection. <laughs> and um, you, there's, there's, it's, it's not it's not easy. It's it's um, and I think there are ways of getting it badly wrong but you've got to go there and probably you have got to preach the gospel text i mean i, I you know i took me to acts while we were chatting just because given the theme you know a passage that begins i now realize how true it is that god doesn't show favoritism but accepts from every nation the one who fears him feels like a, a good social justice text and a, <laughs> any other sunday i'd go there but uh, but no i think we've got to be in john haven't we? we've got to be with the, the resurrection narrative but you, as you've just said, we've got to be with the resurrection narrative as the end of the Holy Week story. And, and that gets us straight to the political. No, what are we talking about? We're talking about an innocent man condemned by a, a corrupt regime, occupying forces, executing people to um, you know, make a point. That's, that's, that's the story. And that's, that's a political story. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think mark is really clear about that as well um just the whole way through just the the kind of language around the cross is just so so clearly political and, and last week, week with palm sunday and the kind of the clear clash of culture that was going on here that there's jesus on a cult you know um uh, i enjoyed greatly my local messy church um online with with uh the the romans coming in with the sharks from one side and the, and the cult was eeyore from the other side and it was a glorious bit of all exegesis for that um so we've got yeah we have got this hugely kind of um uh kind of yeah 
narrative of building up of tension you can see the and you can see the factions can't you even even in the story like the kind of the different playoff of, of who's who and who gets to control and and the crowds that cry one thing um on palm sunday crying out for crucifixion by the friday and there's clearly something there isn't there about how we work as human beings together and and the different fears that maybe drivers as well and kind of this as well like we all we all play our role in system i think we like to pretend that we're always exempt from from the system that we're in but actually um I'm not sure we ever are um not not really um yeah so so in terms of um so in terms of John um we we could we could get this wrong uh you've said um how do we how do we how do we start getting this right what do you think we should be picking up um picking out of this passage this week so we just I we just have to focus on celebrating resurrection I think that I, I mean it, it, it's not politics, but but the way to get Easter badly wrong, that you I've done it, um, is after you know half an hour of worship that rings with hallelujahs, you start saying, but can we be sure the resurrection really happened? And that just kills the service stone dead. Um, so yeah, the resurrection happened. We'll do the apologetics some other time. Um, let's celebrate. Um, but let's celebrate in a way that's real that, that that's true to the story mm. that says resurrection happens after this messiness and injustice and execution that says that resurrection happens into a world where uh israel is still oppressed and occupied um we go to the acts texts and who's the one who peter is amazed um can receive the spirit it's a roman centurion it's a member of the occupying army um let's um resurrection is not an escape from all those messy political realities resurrection is the the decisive intervention of god in the middle of them that gives us hope mm. that whatever's going on um whatever injustices are being per perpetuated god can reverse them god can step in and do something and I think um, I was I was reading it through um, earlier. I was, I was really was several things that really kind of grabbed me. Um, one is just the pace of that first bit of that John um, John's resurrection narrative. It's um, the running and and the way in the Greek I think which we lose in the English translation is the Greek runs, doesn't it? It's like and 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 and, 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 um, and it, it sort of almost sounds a bit gabbled. Like and then they were first, and then he was and then he caught up, and then he got, <laughs> and you got this like real sense of almost competition going on between these these two guys running to this tomb, um, and um, and I just um, really interested that this kind of language of entering in as well that um, you know um, there's this kind of repetition there, isn't there, of of kind of like entering in that like he kept getting into the tomb and I thought how Peter is that but he, he, can't, he can't just stay out he's going to get fully in a tomb and find out what's going on um and I still think this idea that of entering into actually that's kind of what that that's that's what the whole incarnational story of God has been about is God entering in not into the place of life but then to the place of death and then kind of you know what does that mean um yes yeah, so I think um, there's there's something also. I mean, as you say, there, there's this. There is this kind of helter skelter sense and and competition. But the loser wins. Um, you know, finally, the other disciple, John, we assume, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. Um, yeah. And it's not it's not the one who gets there first. 
the 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 the, the one who comes in last is the one who actually gets what's going on. Um, yeah, absolutely. And there's a language about seeing is quite important as well, isn't it? I am. Um, um, there's this is all there's this all these different words for seeing, and I um I, and it seems to be kind of a play that 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 maybe the gospel is playing with that language as well, like kind of, um, you know, seeing and um seeing the grave grave clothes and then believing and kind of where what are we seeing and what are we understanding and um I was really struck that Mary um in this almost exegetes the passage for us that um she's kind of sh saying you know kind of uh she brings this this story of the women we do not know where you know that we assume that we is she's representing maybe a group of women or somebody else you know she's already had this conversation before she's gone to the men we, yeah we do not even know where he is and then she's kind of uh, bringing these duties that and the, the concerns of these women and she's kind of exegeting by saying you know um what what's going on here you know we do not understand where he is uh and it's like yeah that's it isn't it <laughs> we don't yet understand she's kind of making the point of where where is the, where is his body where is he what's going on here um and then she obviously is also one who sees um and 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 she uses the different language of seeing so it's it's um now you you didn't actually teach me Greek, Steve, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm about to murder this Greek because um, I can read it on paper, but not at all pronounce it out loud. Just, just, just claim that it's it's a strange Corinthian dialect that you're reading. <laughs> <laughs> Corinthian dialect that's definitely, um, you know, kind of 15 years later from. <laughs> um, so there's blepe, is this right? Um, for, for seeing. And then there is also... Um, there are others um so by the end by the time she goes um so there's um Aiden 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 yep. and then um and then um and then at the end there's um Hiroka is that right and there's these different words and they're kind of playing with each other there's this kind of um oh and there's um uh theore as well so there's kind of like these different understanding you kind of contemplating seeing understanding that's coming through now i've just murdered that steve so can you make that make sense <laughs> <laughs> well I, I, yeah I, I i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily get too hung up with the different vocabulary um you know the the, the it, it, i mean it, 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 we can pick out a set of english words like um see watch observe and you can use them to, you know, he, he he was only he was watching, but I was observing, sort of thing. Sounds like a Sherlock Holmes line, I suppose. But um, but uh, um, you you can use them to make contrast, but also you could just use them, and a good author would, um, just to stop repeating the same word again and again and again. So I, I don't want to get too hung up on the words, but there's but there's lots of levels of seeing here, aren't there? There's there's kind of um, the evidence that's in front of you. There's the, the and, and and Peter sees the grave clothes. John comes in. He sees and he believes. He he sees not just the evidence, but but manages to make the connections and 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 gets what's going on. And then Mary, I, I mean Mary can't see because she's crying. Mm -hmm. um, and um, uh, and then it's it's the hearing. Jesus said to her, Mary, and uh, she turned and cried Rabboni, and and, um, and then she's sent to show. Um, Go and not to touch, do not hold on to me, but to show. Go instead to my brothers, tell them 
Um, and you know, way back with Thomas Aquinas, she is the apostle to the apostles. She she's the one who first sent to proclaim the resurrection. Uh, and as you say, she's there to do the, um, you know, the the, the 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 traditional domestic duties, the messy and unvalued stuff of caring for bodies. Uh, that, that's what she comes to do, and she goes away commissioned as the first ever preacher of the Christian gospel, commissioned by Jesus himself, and and let's. Let's see the reversals and the, the that are going on there as well. Yeah, I'm really struck that um, I I spoke to some funeral directors recently, who um, uh, and I was just checking in on how they were as I was taking a funeral, as you as you do um, in the kind of social niceties and um, and just kind of their reflections on how um, obviously we we've clapped, haven't we, for the people who are all about keeping people alive, but we haven't really clapped for those who've um, who've been doing the really kind of very sad work of taking away the bodies and caring for those and and making sure there's space. And and, and that has been a huge log logistical challenge for them at the same time as going in and out of many, many care homes and getting very sick themselves. And I think um, I think I was really struck by the kind of um, the lack of care this country has given to those who have cared for the bodies actually that um that even that they'd had to ask government to prioritize their vaccines because nobody mm -hmm. thought about them right that even though they are the you know so essential and i know anybody who takes a funeral really does know how essential funeral directors course, are yeah. um uh, but i think it was just something i was really struck by the kind of yeah we have not cared for their bodies even though they have cared for the bodies that, of those who are most beloved to us and and, and i kind of yeah, it was, um, it's still an undignified task, I think, sometimes. I think we, um, perhaps because we're afraid of dead bodies, because they show us something about our mortality, but I, I don't know what it is there, but it's still seen to be that we kind of, yeah, the doctors are great, but um, those who those who tend yeah, to... Yeah, I mean, there's it, it is, it's that unglamorous and unpleasant task of giving dignity, e mm -hmm. even to the dead, you know, the... the, the, the um, uh, but then I, I, I is scared the right word. We almost we don't believe in dead bodies. This, the, you know, we, we we hide them because we don't. We, 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 we've we've got this bizarre idea that dying is unusual. It shouldn't happen. Um, you know, um, I, 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 you know, we, 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 um, uh, even the the vaccine will, will save our lives. Well, well, no. Hopefully, it will prolong our lives by. A few decades for some of us but, but in the end um, yeah, you know, the ultimate statistic is still there one out of one of us um, yeah. um, but, but it seems to be something that we struggle to believe and it, that's actually I think really quite significant again trying to preach resurrection you know if you're if you're scared of death you can't preach resurrection if you're, if you're mm. hiding from death you can't preach resurrection you you, you have to own the realities um, and again, that's, of course, about privilege. You know, I, I have the money that when a relative dies, I can pay the best funeral directors in town to go and do all the nice things um, or, or all the things to make it nice. Um, and then um, come to a place where there's a, um, you know, a, a carved oak box um, and, 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 and all the evidence. I've not had to go near it. I've not I've not had to deal with it. Um, uh, and it's now nicely hidden away in a in a beautiful bit of stained oak, um, but that's that's privilege. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, it's normal in the West, but it, it's still privilege.
I've um I was I was really struck and and taught a lot by um being able to be the minister for a while of a, a very multicultural community where actually the idea that a coffin was closed was not necessarily yeah. expected um and and certainly that there was a huge expectation that one of your jobs as pastor was to go and be um at with a body um yes. both in the final uh, moments of life but but often preparing a body for death and at, yes. in in death you know and blessing and anointing that body and kind of i was always very struck for me as as a female minister of this connection that that kind of being able to kind of really hold this story of these women who have anointed jesus for burial who then go go to be go to do the the proper care of this body and and all of the ritual purification rites that needed to go on there and um and just the kind of the privilege of it but also aware the privilege also of being a woman who was free to be able to do that actually because I was thinking after think of Mary and the women at the the cross and just where are the other women you know she's speaking for them but they're not there and I think is that because they were home with the kids <laughs> like, a, <laughs> like a really practical head on it's like are they not there because they, ca they can't be because actually you know this looks dangerous somebody's maybe stolen a body and, and actually who's safe enough to be able to go on their own to be able to have this conversation you know you know, and kind of just I wonder even here whether there is language about kind of safety and privilege and even within these this very early community of, of what's going on who gets to go and have this chat about um even as they're facing authorities and wondering what's going on um yeah so um i've often often reflected on this this mary mm. do you know um francis spufford's book unapologetic um there's a marvelous retelling of the gospel story which ends with this story of um uh, uh, of jesus meeting mary and um the language he puts in Jesus' mouth is, uh, don't be afraid, Mary, more can be mended than you know. Uh, I just think that's such a, a wonderful and, and, and powerful and political claim, more can be mended than you know. And then the last the last paragraph is, is a single line, um, the executee helps her to stand up from the floor or something. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful piece of writing. Um, I will go and look that up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, last time I actually uh, talking about funerals, very funeral heavy week, clearly. <laughs> talk about resurrection in the midst of death in a minute. But um, I think the last time I preached this passage actually was at a funeral. And um, because the woman had been a keen gardener. And um, and so we're talking about kind of collecting to your ecological stuff, that this language of gardens and Jesus being able to be mistaken for the gardener, because this is a God who's very comfortable with gardens. They seem to appear at key moments of salvation or or not. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so we've got, you know, kind of the Garden of Eden and we've got this garden. We've had the Garden of Gethsemane already. And, um, and then we've got the kind of garden to come of, of kind of, um, you know, the kind of, story of revelation and the kind of picture of this kind of new way of being um so I was I was really struck by that and I know that um I know from my good old St Andrew's days that um Tom Wright was, was very keen for us to realize that this was the first day of a new creation that this was happening um at dawn on the very first day of a week that we uh, we miss it because it's a Sunday now that we don't think really of Sunday as the first day of the week but this would have been happening as this kind of ushering in of a new creation that God is doing something uh, recreating the world in some kind of fundamental way there's uh, there, there, I mean the gardener thing uh, the gardener's Adam surely I mean the, the, this is that there is certainly an Edenic reference here I think that um, um, you know John's too much into his symbolism not to be meaning that and uh, um so this is this is new creation as tom would say this but but 
this is this is also a a, a, a new start for for humanity and and if we went into the corinthians passage and the language of the the the, the, the eschatological adam that you know this is a um we're starting again um as a second chance uh, a, a, a a retelling of the story told better this time and and yes that there's it's right to say that starts at christmas or even the annunciations just passed but um also i think this garden imagery here points to here is the moment where actually the possibility is happening so when um when you've been thinking uh, with church around creation care and kind of the question of how does how does our care and our stewardship of a planet that we seem to be killing off <laughs> fit with the this story of resurrection like how 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 would you go about answering that so as I say, we, we we had Graham Michael John from the Scottish Baptist College come to preach to us, and um, he suggested that in the resurrected body of Jesus, we see the prototype of the new creation, which I think that, that that's got to be right. Um, and so then the question comes, or the renewed creation, the, the, um, then the question comes, um, what's going on in terms of continuity and transformation and healing and the thing that i lit upon was um the, the one thing we know about the resurrected body of jesus it was come just a chapter or two later or later in this chapter in john is that the wounds are still visible mm. um and you know that seems to me such a powerful thing to say if we're talking about creation care yes the the world will be renewed when god makes all things new but the wounds will still be visible mm. um and you know, I think that's that. There, there's our mandate. That there's our concern. What, what, what can we do so that there are fewer wounds um, that are visible? Mm. Um, what can we do, perhaps, to tend some of the wounds that are already there, so that they will be less severe when the world is renewed? Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, these wounded. You know, this is Jesus with his wounded arms and legs and and here is mary trying to hold him and and there's here is here is here is the story of covid isn't it it's all about seeing at the moment and not about holding um yes. and um yeah, there's all this language about sight and sight and sight and we see each other through screens and we see each other from afar we see each other through masks but we we can't touch each other and we're still in that stage of not really being able to touch everybody um and um and I think it's in, I think for me, I think the kind of place I would go in terms of kind of starting to preach resurrection this this time round would be something around that challenge of not being able to hold on. And 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 what does it mean to to kind of look at resurrection, look at um look into a new future when you can't hold on, but you've you've seen and you've understood something quite significant. And um I think I'd I'd kind of want to start, yeah, kind of really kind of how how do we then as people who can look at death and have looked at dead bodies and have gone searching inside tombs for them to make sure they're definitely not there and have seen the angels and have have kind of put the pieces together how do we then start being hope and light uh, to communities that are feeling that perhaps for the very first time recognizing their immortality and and the kind of and the huge mental health question that Absolutely. that will yeah. well, um, 
yeah i think i have more questions about that than i have answers but <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the first time i preached through a screen actually was last easter sunday morning which was a very odd sermon to try to prepare um and because you you had you couldn't not talk about the at that point the the the, the staggering reality of an unknown pandemic mm. um and and so i tried to kind of talk about um the defeat of death and and but the, 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 this this defeated um monster that was nonetheless staggering through the streets doing what damage it could before it finally killed over um and i've thought since then a lot about seeing and screens and so on and and there's um i i, I mean th there's lots there you know paul um talks says Thessalonians, is the long to see you face to face prosopally now what's face to face mean now, are we seeing each other face to face now well there's a sense in which we are there's a sense in which we really aren't mm. um and and i think finding the way to and it, it, it that that's maybe an image of this same living between the times we we know resurrection has happened but we still see death stalking the streets we as, as you say you know we've seen the the empty tomb and we've put it together but we know that in all likelihood our own tombs await us um which one day will be empty too but, but between the times and that kind of sense of grabbing hold of and valuing and rejoicing in the good that we've got whilst never pretending that there isn't something much much better coming mm -hmm. um and whether that's whether we talk about what we can do with video with online church um scotland we were allowed back into the building for the first time just um yesterday palm sunday um am i supposed to pretend we're not recording this on monday <laughs> no, we're always very upfront about the fact that we're recording on monday partly because the news cycle has usually changed quite significantly <laughs> um, yeah so, and and you know it was i mean it happened i was i was celebrating communion and this this wonderful moment where um we've given everyone kind of individual sanitized pots with a little baptist cup and some a, a cube of bread um but there's this wonderful moment which only i had because i was the one at the front where everyone took their masks off and you suddenly saw their faces properly so they could eat and um, um and 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 it's you know it, 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 that was so much better than what we've lived the past three months up here i know churches have been able to be open down south um but then the masks go back on and then the song starts and you can't sing it and you kind of think and there's this to come and there's this to come and there's this to come you know and maybe it, it, Jesus is risen everything is changed everything will eventually be changed both are kind of true um let's sing the hallelujahs and celebrate that Jesus is risen and the hope and the truth there but let's look for this to come and this to come and this to come down the line as well and that's about our own futures and our own transformations, but it's also about our communal futures and our communal transformations and planetary futures and renewal of creation. Mm. And making sure the world has a vaccine, I think is- um, Yes, yeah, well, absolutely, yes. One of my thoughts at the moment, yeah, yeah. Thank you, uh, Steve. It's been really, really interesting to talk to you and reflect with you about this. Um, I'm uh, aware that we, as ever, um, I could carry on for another 20 minutes, but that um, we probably need to draw to a close and, um, and um, 
people go and do their own thinking and their own work. But hopefully this just gives everyone who's uh, tuning in today just the chance to kind of get a teaser and a taster of kind of how maybe um, we might reflect on it. And just maybe enough of a starter for 10 that if you're feeling fairly fatigued this week in a kind of week of Holy Week, on your second lockdown Holy Week, having done a year of of death <laughs> and mm. darkness and difficulty, that actually maybe there's just enough here that says, hey, you know, we can we can sing the hallelujahs with masks on preferably outside or whatever your risk assessment allows but um we can sing the hallelujahs and know that there is there is yet hope you know we can, having having been inside the tombs this year we can maybe see um see that god is up to something really remarkable um thank you for coming on and um thank you for everybody for joining us um and um so let's go into our politics um and into our pulpits with a blessing May we be anointed with God's spirit as we bring good news to the poor, proclaim release to the captives, help people to see the world truthfully and let the oppressed go free. Amen. Amen.